Ah, good evening, traveler, and welcome to the Penumbra. Tonight's tale is Juno Steel and the Blank Slate. Here's a question. Let's say you and a few friends get together and really, really piss off the most powerful law enforcement agency in human history. Where can you hide where they'll never find you? No, I mean, I'm asking. Because if there's an answer, me and the other Orinkos can't find it. But I'll tell you a good place to start. Jupiter. Yeah, that Jupiter. Everyone thinks of checking the big spot where the cities are, but the rest... 24 billion square miles of poison gas and yeah basically just the gas that at least takes time I wanted to get further away a small scared animal part of me wanted to pick a direction and just start driving never stop see what they're up to in the next galaxy over that kind of thing but it had to be Jupiter because a place where things are so easy to hide attracts people who want to hide things people like a doctor named Hanataba, who I already owed my life to, and who we hoped could save Chad. Aha! It's really here. I never thought I'd see a Hanataba joint in person, but here it is. Oh, wow! Mr. Steele, ain't this the place where Mr. Jack took out your eye? Not the same one, but... How'd you know where this place was, Vespa? One of my medical connections told me about it years ago. Didn't even believe it, but here it is. For a class of what I would call underground doctors, Hanataba is our Lucas Mitz. Lucas who? How do you not know Lucas Mitz? I don't know. I just don't listen to the oldies, really. Oldies? Mitz is a classic, a rock star, the Hanataba of the music world. Who's Hanataba? The, the Lucas Mitz of underground medicine. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry, darling. I still just can't believe we're out of that horrible prison. I... (gasps) Mr. Jet! He must have passed out again. Steel, you want to help me get him in that bed over by the end of the garage? Why is there a bed inside a garage? If the stories are true, Hanataba's methods are... A little unorthodox. (laughs) A little. But this clinic was made for rehab from experimental drugs. Complete system scans, chemical flush, xenospecimen analysis, nanotech neutralizer. Hell, maybe we can run you through this thing, Steel. Get that Martian crud out. Maybe. What was that, Vespa? I've just got to read the instructions, but if this place is as good as they say, I'll have Sekuliak on his feet in a week. And then we can all... Um, uh, uh, just help me lift Sekuliak's deal. The high from escaping Orinko permanent carried us for a few days. But by the time a week passed, we'd spent our good mood jackpot every cent, and the big guy wasn't getting any better. (sighs) I'm calling this meeting because I think we need to change things around a little. With Sekuliak's detox and rehab. Change things? But weren't there instructions to follow? Well, 
The instructions are one of the problems. Hanatava's procedures are amazing, but their instructions are all over the place. It takes forever to sort through which parts are legitimate medical procedure and which parts are fuzzy-wuzzy, let's all share a hug stuff. Maybe just follow all the steps then. Really? Oh, excuse me, Steel, but I was under the impression that I was the doctor here. I just meant, you know, what's the harm of doing the fuzzy-wuzzy stuff, too? If you'd let me finish my goddamn sentence, you'd know I'm trying to do it. I just don't understand what the hell it's asking for. Listen to this. (sighs) Detox is a chemical procedure. Rehab is not. One of many prerequisites for the patient's recovery is a desire to recover. Therefore, this treatment will not work unless the patient is kept in close quarters with something they want to grow for. I don't get it. You and me both, hacker. No, I mean, ain't we in Hanataba's place for their medical machines and stuff? Can't we just use them on Mr. Jet anyway? The filtration machine only works if Sekuliak himself activates it. Hanataba was serious about rehab, not just detox. Then, Jet isn't cooperating with his own recovery. Worse than that. A few hours ago, I caught him setting himself further back. That's why we're having the emergency meeting. Look at this. That look familiar to you, Steele? That's... The vial of Neos Director W was taunting the big guy with. Close. It's almost that vial. Then what is it? I just said. It's almost Dark Matter's Neomethamphetamine. And it came from the freaking car. The Ruby Seven made that? The most coherent story I could figure from talking with Sekuliak was that he took the vial from Director W when the lights went out, then gave it to the car. And the car's been trying to replicate it whenever Sekuliak asks. Just like on Neptune. What happened on Neptune? When we were with Mixum Tendere and we were trying to get away from Doc Matters, the Ruby made a bomb. One they both recognized. A bomb? If the replicated Neos are any sign, the bomb wouldn't have been as powerful as the original. I've been running some tests on this sample I caught Sekuliak with, and it's incomplete. Still addictive. Still neo-methamphetamine, but there are all kinds of traces that don't belong in here. Things that could be part of some kind of nanotech, maybe, if they were finished. It's like, this is a rough sketch of the real thing. But even if it isn't perfect, how in the world did the Ruby Seven recreate it? That car. We knew it was something else, but what is it? <clears throat> well, actually, about that, how? It... Mr. Steele, are you okay? Uh, yeah, I think so. I, I was just saying that the Ruby Seven is... Ah. Steele, you feeling all right? Sure, hey, yeah. Like, can we just, like, <clears throat> take five? Take five for what? Take your time, Juno. We'll be here. <laughs> thanks. Mr. Steele, do you want me no, to... No, thanks, I'll be all right. My head and heart were still pounding as I closed the kitchen door behind me. Each time I'd come close to saying what the ruby really was, panic hit me like a club to the side of my head. And yet, somehow, I could tell it wasn't my panic I was feeling. It wasn't a hard distinction to make, honestly. 
I've been feeling a whole lot of panic in the days since we came into this Hanataba clinic hidden in the asteroid belt. We were all feeling it, even if nobody was saying it. My name's Juno Steele, and I'm pretty sure I'm completely screwed. But we'll get to that in a minute. For now, let's talk about those headaches I was having, and the alien car thing that was sending them to me. It's the leftover Martian junk in my blood that lets the Ruby 7 communicate with me, I think. I started noticing it back on Io, or back when we went to Mix Place, and the Ruby's beeps and boops started sounding like... words. I started understanding what it was saying, even when I couldn't see the monitor on its dashboard. Even when it transformed so it didn't have a dashboard. It had been subtle for a long time, but in the week since I entered Orenko Permanent... Well, apparently the Martian junk had been growing over time inside me, because now I could see and hear and feel the Ruby's emotions as clearly as my own when it wanted me to. And now it clearly wanted me to. So I walked to the observation room outside Jet's recovery chamber. He and the Ruby were the only two in there. Jet was slumped over its hood, dead asleep, and the Ruby was just sitting there, doing its best impression of a car that wasn't also a shape-shifting alien. Then its headlights shifted towards me, watching. And I decided to see if our connection was a two-way street. Why don't you want the others to know what you are, Ruby? Shut up! Enough with the beep-beep-boop-boop, I'm just a car garbage. Your secret's out. I saw you when you were... whatever you really are. Hell, I bet you're the one that pulled us out of the drink on that desert planet, aren't you? I knew it! I knew it. Well, where the hell were you today, Ruby? When your family needed you, where the hell were you? Answer me, damn it! All right. All right. I get it. You're afraid they'll be angry. Fine, then. Have it your way. Just leave my brain out of it. Everyone's allowed their secrets. Secret thoughts, secret shames, secret names. If the ruby was too ashamed to volunteer what it was, I wasn't going to force it. I had bigger things to worry about. About time you got back here, Steel. Get lost on your way to the bathroom. Oh, I'm sorry. Was I keeping you from going somewhere, Vespa? That's enough. Vespa, you were saying about Jet's treatment. <clears throat> right. Um. <clears throat> uh, yes, yeah. So even though Sekuliak is using the car to set his recovery back, we can't take it out of his room. Why not? It's that stupid instruction I can't figure out. This treatment will not work unless the patient is kept in close quarters with something they want to grow for. The Ruby Seven's the best lead I've got on that. And the fact that it's not even working doesn't bother you? Of course it bothers me. That's why I called this goddamn meeting, alright? Because obviously we're on the clock, Steel. And if Dark Matters finds us, they'll take everything in this Hanataba lab too. And then poor suckers like Sekuliak will have nowhere to go once Dark Matters has perfected whatever nightmare cocktail they've been shooting into his veins. We need to get the hell out of here pronto, so that when Dark Matters finds us... <sighs> <sighs> then, it sounds like we need to solve the riddle of this instruction quickly. Does anyone have any ideas? What about... us? 
Let's not think about that just now, darling. All things in their time. No, I mean, maybe Mr. Jet would want to grow for us, you know? I mean, I know he loves us and we love him, so maybe, maybe if we could just show him that, he'd get all better. I don't think there is an all better that comes that easily here, Rita. No. I think the hacker's got a point, actually. And besides, we need someone to watch him and make sure he doesn't ask the car to make any more Neos. So we all just lock ourselves in there with him and what, hold hands? That sounds kind of nice. Obviously, we take shifts through the night, too, just so somebody's watching him. Can we go back to the holding hands part? Three hours each. And if anything changes, we meet up with the group and talk it over. That plan seems sound to me. Is everyone in agreement? Yep. Sure. Okay, but I'm going to try to hold his hand. Excellent. Now, if there aren't any questions, I think this meeting is adjourned. Oh, oh, I have a question, actually. Yes, Rita. After we're done helping Mr. Jet get through this, um, where do we go next? Because, I mean, there must be another safe place for us to go, somewhere Doc Mattis can't find us. Right? All things in their time, Rita. All things in their time. Time moved like a fishhook through flesh down in that Hanataba bunker. Every gust of the poison storm outside sounded like a dark matter ship touching down. Every click and thrum like the beating of their shiny black shoes. They could find us any second, and that made every second feel like our last. Would have given anything to talk to Puck then. To hear them try to talk some sense at me, or Mick, just to laugh, just to, just to feel something other than that same heavy dread hour after hour. But we couldn't risk our calls being traced, so all we had were ourselves for company. As much as I loved my criminal family, they were in the same boat I was. And secretly, quietly, all of us knew that it was sinking. The hell? Uh, Vespa, is everything? Finish that sentence, you moron! Don't ask questions you don't want the answers to. All the radiation treatments here are expired decades ago. They weren't sealed up right, and meanwhile, I'm already seeing things, hearing things, and I'm almost out of the treatments I stole from the prison's med ward. And then what am I supposed to do, huh? If I'm jumping at every goddamn thing that isn't there, how am I supposed to... (sighs) Just get the hell out of here, Steel. Never asked you to come staring at me. The anger wasn't the worst of it, though. I was used to Vespa's anger. But hopelessness. It does funny things to people. Is everything all right, Juno? I thought I heard Vespa shouting. Yeah, I I think... I think she just needs a minute. Hmm. Don't we all? You've been awful quiet since we got here, buddy. Have I? Well, I suppose I've been thinking. About what's next. Your retirement, you mean? (laughs) Retirement, yes. Oh, but it feels like years and years since I thought about that. No, I think we've made ourselves difficult enough that dark matters won't allow... It's time for a change of tack, I think. So long as we're in trouble, I think I'd better cause as much trouble as I can. 
and rest will be for another life, it seems. One where things worked out differently. And in the lead-up to my first shift watching Jet, I couldn't help but notice a pattern. Everybody seemed much, much worse after spending their three hours with him. I just keep thinking about what comes next, you know? Captain A and Miss Vesper are going to retire, and then you and me, plus maybe Mr. Jet, will all go be PIs again. Or maybe thieves still, or maybe, I don't know, superheroes. But whatever we do, we're going to... I mean, we have to... Mr. Steele, we're going to get out of this, ain't we? Ain't we? So, I love Jet. But I wasn't exactly thrilled when it was my turn to babysit. Oh. You're up next, huh? <laughs> but hey, maybe you'll join me. So long as we're just counting down the days until Dark Matters blows a laser through each of our brains, might as well have some fun. Right? Join you? What do you got? A deck of cards or something? No, I mean, we could ask the Ruby. You know, he knows how to give us a good time. <sighs> Big guy, what happened to getting better? I did the math. I have decided it isn't worth the time. What? Time, Juno. We have so little of it left with dark matter. Big guy, I really don't want to hear this. And I've done all this before—the detox, all of it. I've done it before, and it's hell, and it takes too long. Are you truly saying I have to spend however many days we have left miserable? Just shut up, all right? Shut up. Just take a nap or something, all right? You're not making any sense. <laughs> take a nap. But he was making sense to part of me. The part that said that all this pretending there would even be a tomorrow was just burying my head in the sand. I tried to shake that part off. There had to be a way to survive this. I'd worked too hard and too long to get the rest of the Orinkos free to give up now, but god damn it, I couldn't see it, and Jet wasn't helping. Please, Juno, I don't want to beg, but please, you don't know how awful this feels. Withdrawal? Yeah, I, I know how it feels, and I know it'll get worse if you feed it now. No, you don't. This dark matter stuff it must be special. Uh, big guy, you're killing me here. That's it. I think it's killing me. I'm going to die suffering. Is that what you want? You know, how about we talk about something a little more productive, huh? Like, what are we going to do after you've gone through this rehab from hell? I'm trying to tell you. We're going to get hunted down and killed by nope, dark matter. stopping you right there. You and me, we're not going to let this time go to waste, all right? We're going to think of a way to survive this together. Survive this? Yeah. Sure. We can think about that. Really? Wow, that was a lot easier than I expected. Just, I think I need something to clear my head first. There it is. I can't think like this, Juno. You understand that, right? I need the Neos to think. I always have. So if you just give them to me... Ah! Oh! <sighs> Juno? Listen. Tendere, do you hear... <gasps> Sorry to ruin the mood, friends. Rita... Keep an eye on our rear. But, but Mr. Jet, if Ted and I just got shot, and oh no, I can't just sit here and watch someone die, I can't- Rita, <laughs> I will care for him, Tendera. You will keep an eye on our rear and ensure that we sustain no more fire. Then we will all escape alive. Do you understand? Yeah, Mr. Jet. I understand. Good. 
Ruby, print a patch for the hole in that window. Then continue our course to the carte blanche. Juno, are you alright? Yeah, no thanks to someone in here. But I think I get your point. Of course, you can think without the Neos, big guy. You've come up with plans that have saved our skins plenty of times, like... What about when you and Rita needed help to escape Neptune? A terrible example. Intendra is dead. Yeah. Well, you and Rita and the Ruby would all have died too if you hadn't taken charge, right? You do not know that. You were not there. Yeah, well, if anyone in here was there, maybe they should speak up. You are trying to distract me. It will not work, Juno. I have thought this through. I need those Neos. Well, you're not getting them, all right? None of us can leave this stupid planet until you're rehabilitated, and I'm not going to set us all back. That is not true. You could leave at any time. Not funny, big guy. It was not a joke. In my present state, I would only slow you down, and time is of the essence in your escape from dark matters. We're not just going to leave you here. Not here, of course. It would be a tragedy if dark matters shut down one of Hanataba's clinics. But on an asteroid, some... We already risked everything to save your life, and we are not giving up on you now. Do you understand what they will do to us if we're caught again? Swift death would be the kindest option. It is more likely that they would bring us to one of their headquarters. And do you know what Dark Manders keeps there? Don't try and distract me. We are not leaving you behind. Everything. From its inception, Dark Manders has gained all of its technological progress from confiscation and theft. Just as they wish to do with the Cure Mother Prime, they take and they hoard scientific marvels from across the galaxy, and they keep them in their headquarters. That means torture devices, war machines, experimental chemical treatments. All of them are in those headquarters, and when we are captured this time, they will likely test them on us. If they catch us. And they will, if you do not leave me behind. Think this through carefully, Juno. In my current state, I cannot drive. I cannot even stand for an extended period without being violently ill. If you wish to remain free of dark matters for any length of time, you must move quickly. I cannot do so. I'm not listening to this. You should. There is a point where selflessness becomes selfish. Each of you has risked yourself for my sake, again and again and again. How will I feel when your recklessness gets you caught? (laughs) To ask me to witness your deaths, and for my sake, is cruel. I will not watch you give up so much for so little. You are not so little, Jed. Actually, nothing about you is little, because you're... My own death does not concern me. After all I have done, it is no great loss. Oh, not again. The Ruby Seven was frustrated. It was scared of what the big guy was saying, what it might turn into. And in response to that fear, the little nudges it had been giving me became huge, weighty shoves. I can't tell you how grateful I am, darling. Ice works, Kodak. Time after time after time that Jet had done things for us spun in my head, raced up and around and inside my two-fold skull. Rita holding back tears while Jet put a huge arm around her. Buddy sharing tea with Jet, Vespa and Jet counting through stolen radiation treatments. And in all those moments, the ruby sat silent in the background, watching. I could hardly see for all the memories. It was every moment the ruby could think of thrown at me at once. And it took everything I had to squeeze out the words. You're worth something to us, big guy. You always have been. I assure you I remember. And I assure you it is not enough to make up for the terrible things I have done. You must go on without me. I wanted to say something to him. 
Not to the wall he was putting up, but to him. Because I recognized those words and that tone. Self-loathing always arrives with bricks and with mortar, ready to build a wall that will keep anything good about you out and all of the self-hate packed tightly in. I wanted to tell him that he couldn't trust the feeling, that it lied, that I loved him and that all of us loved him. And if he could only see that love, he would never say he had no value again. I don't know if that would have gotten through to him. I don't think so. It's never gone through to me over the years of Rita saying it, Mick saying it, Benjamin saying it, each in their own ways. But I never got the chance, because that's when things got... weird. Every other memory the ruby had shot me had been like watching from the outside in. But this memory didn't start with sight or sound or smell. It started with lightning. My blood was a battery sparking with life and energy and speed. I was going fast, I knew. Faster than my own body could go, and I felt scared, terrified, until I heard that voice. Well, the degrees left, Ruby, but who's power to backthrusters? He was talking to me, and in an instant, the fear was gone. I did what Jet said. He'd never steer me wrong before. We'd hit the Pelican bootleg together. We'd done the impossible. I couldn't be in safer hands. Then, like a cold splash of water, the memory left me, and I was just Juno Steel again, sitting on the floor of that secret lab and panting, exhausted. Juno? Are you all right? You're worth something to the Ruby Seven, too, you know. What are you saying? None of us want to see you in pain. We all owe you so much, and the Ruby Seven feels the same way. The Ruby Seven is a car, Juno. A highly advanced car, but even so... I do not think it gets a vote in the question of my value. Ruby, I can't take this. Just tell him. Tell me what? Life's too goddamn short, especially ours right now. <laughs> tell him how you feel, Ruby, or you're gonna... You're gonna regret it. Juno, are you ill? Juno! I couldn't take it anymore. I'd felt the Ruby's mind, and it wasn't the same shape as mine. It felt like my mind was a balloon, round and stretching, and its memories all came to sharp points and barbs. I could stretch around its mind for a while, but soon I knew mine would tear. A rush of relief. The Ruby's thoughts left mine, and I watched from my sweaty heap on the ground as the Ruby Seven began to change. What the? How? Ruby. Is that really you? Chet stood and stepped toward it on quivering legs. The ruby had transformed into a molten monolith, a liquid mirror reflecting Chet back at himself, except it wasn't exactly Jet in that reflection. He looked at the ruby's version of his reflection, saw the calm and comfort in his face, saw the hands rough and scraped from building things, fixing things, but the ruby saw something in the big guy that I hadn't, because the jet in the mirror, he looked... not delicate exactly, more precious, worth holding and protecting. He looked like the ruby thought of him, I realized. What love did to its strange alien eyes it was clearer than any words could have been. The big guy stumbled, put a hand up to catch himself, and the ruby's flowing body hardened to sheet metal to catch his weight. Then slowly the metal began to melt again, and streams of it closed like tender fingers around Jet's hand. Ruby? 
Hello there, big guy. I think... I think... Yeah. Yeah, I think it's pretty amazing, too. No, I think... I've been standing too long. Oh, 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 no. <laughs> Ugh. Wow, that's, uh... I hope you feel better, at least. Glad I could catch most of it. Oh, I do not have a change of clothes. The ruby rippled. Underneath its liquid surface, I heard something mechanical crying. Then a hard rectangular drawer extended from within the goop of it, and within that drawer sat... my clothes. The same clothes I'd been wearing the day Dark Matters raided the carte blanche. They were clean. Uh, thanks, Ruby. Hell, I guess you've already cleaned a mess off these clothes once... before. I... I gave it those clothes and... It made these. Steal? I thought I heard. <laughs> Holy hell, what is that? Oh, that, that, that doesn't matter. Uh, I think it does. That's why I figured it out. Are you covered in puke? Emergency family meeting. Come on, go get everyone. I'll get changed and drag the big guy along with. Steel! Why are you not more excited? I figured it out. Figured what out? How we're going to beat Dark Matters. It, it, it needs some of the old buddy magic, but come on, come on, let's go. Oh, Director W is going to love this. If you've enjoyed this tale, please consider donating to the Penumbra on Patreon. Our artists work tirelessly to bring you these stories, and if you have the means, we hope you will support our efforts. Every dollar helps. You can find that page at patreon.com slash the Penumbra podcast. If you support us on Patreon at the $10 level or higher, you will receive access to commentary tracks like this one from actor Sarah Gazdovich and co-creators Harley Takagi Kaner and Kevin Vibert. I think something similar to what a lot of people have been going through over the past two years, mm. which is you go back to your touch points. You go back mm. to the things that are most familiar with you to handle circumstances, to, to, to handle and to process circumstances. And even though there is a desire for fundamental change in the way that you live your life, in the way that you take care of yourself, in the way that um, you determine your, to move through the world, people will still always go back to the things that they've always mm. done. That we would like to give thanks to all who support us on Patreon, but especially to the Lady Guinevere is in love with Buddy and Vespa. The podcast Brain Rot has taken Sydney over. Shelley Schrode. James O'Connor. Kevin, please say butts on live recording thanks. Thea J.N. Lucy Chonky Lee's mother. Osipete. Evit Kani. Benjamin Fisher. SCP Chloe. Desert Willow Spooky Halloween Edition. June Gashoku. Skyfire Forever, Allison Hull, Liv Allen, Alice the Time Lord, Aaron, In Memory of Spiral Opal, Eden the Gay Bookworm, Nicole Cundiff, Caroline Seidman, Radius Elna, 
Rally who both referenced TPP in our wedding vows, a sentient can of soda formerly known as J, Karen ZH, experiencing the Juno agonies, positive, Genetic, Minchowski, and Jamie Gunter for their incredibly generous contributions per episode. Thank you. This tale, Juno Steel in the Blank Slate, was told by the following people. Joshua Elon as Juno Steel, Alexander Stravinsky as Jet, Chloe Cunha as Vespa, Sarah Gazdovich as Buddy, and Kate Jones as Rita. The Penumbra is created and produced by Harley Takagi Kaner and Kevin Vibert. If you wish to know more about our ever-expanding, infinitely creative team of artists, musicians, editors, designers, and managers, you can read about them in the show notes of this episode. I'm afraid that is our time for today, dear traveler. We hope you will join us again soon. <laughs>